Hey, and welcome to Force of Light Entertainment. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me is my co-host, my sister, Natalie. Hello, I have spoken. We are so glad that you are tuning in to this episode of Force of Light Entertainment, and we have new episodes. You know, the plan is to have new episodes every Monday morning and every Thursday morning, but as I said last week, if there's ever one of those times that there's not one, then just look ahead to the next time we usually have one because sometimes we may be busy and not be able to record so then just look to either if it's if we don't miss a Thursday look to next Monday and vice versa but we uh, we had such a fun time on our last episode with our guests our friend Whitney Sauer discussing the beloved show friends so if you haven't checked that out uh, go ahead and check that out. It was a really fun, really, really enjoyed that episode, didn't it, you, Natalie? I did. It was. Yeah, so make sure to give that a listen if you've not and you enjoy the TV show Friends. Today, but well, before we get into it, I, I told someone on Instagram that I would do this. So on Instagram, there is Baby Yoda Baby, and he is a, well, he actually started, I found him first on Twitter. He was Baby Yoda Baby, and he's one of the first accounts that just started, you know, as if it was Baby Yoda's Twitter account. And, I mean, he his was so big that he even got on Good Morning America. Like, they highlighted him. As he should. Yes. And, like, literally almost, I think the next day after he was on Good Morning America, Twitter suspended his account. And it doesn't make any sense why they suspended this account that's nothing but positive, and let's face it, we all enjoy seeing little baby Yoda. And he has been trying to get reinstated on Twitter, and they've been difficult. So I told him on Instagram that I would tell all of our listeners, if you would, I will pin, if you go on our Twitter page, I will pin uh, my tweet that I've tweeted out to Twitter support about this. And you can like it and comment and comment under it, hashtag free baby Yoda. So let's get that going and let's try to get the wrongful suspension of baby Yoda baby on Twitter ended because it's been like two months and it's just ridiculous and Twitter needs to quit being just, this is just ridiculous. It's so silly. I just have no clue why they would even do that. No, and the guy's like a very nice guy. I think, you know, he may correct me if this is wrong. I feel like he works at a school, like, and yeah. it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, Twitter does this to people sometimes, and it's just very annoying. Like, with all the negativity on Twitter, that's what you want to suspect. Yes, they claim he broke, he violated some rule or something, and then it doesn't really... I don't know. It's just, it's like, what rule? Like, it's just, it's stupid. So if you would, like I said, I will have that pinned on our Force of Light Entertainment Twitter page. So just like it and then comment under it because it's already addressed to Twitter support. So just comment under it, free, hashtag free Baby Yoda. So Baby Yoda Baby, hang on there. We're going to get you back on Twitter. So today we are going to... Uh, you know, we ex- we well, we missed last Wednesday's, or we record these on Wednesday, but last Thursday morning's episode because Natalie and I were busy. But we had told you before that when we ended our discussion on the Mandalorian that we would just kind of begin to talk, you know, kind of Star Wars news and talk the Mandalorian season two. So we're going to do that today. And I wanted to start, or well, before that. 
Um, you know, so we'll be discussing that. And if we have time to discuss, I'd said to someone on Twitter, I would bring up why I think there should be a solo two. And if we have time for that, we will talk about that also. We'll just kind of see where we are in our time today, because we can always do that another time if we, if we are, you know, going longer than we would like to. It happens. It, it does happen. So grab you a cup of coffee or some tea or water or whatever you like to drink and join the conversation and let's talk some Star Wars. All right, we're going to begin with, before we move on to Mandalorian Season 2, the big news that came out about two weeks ago or so at this point was on, you know, called, and they talked about it for a while, it's called Project Luminous. So we finally all found out what Project Luminous is and from Lucasfilm. And it is Project Luminous. It's this thing, you know, set about 200 years before the time of the prequels. And the Jedi are supposed to be at the height of their power. And, you know, so is the Galactic Republic. It's like at its peak. It's like, you know, it's prime time for the Galactic Republic. And they, they say that this is the golden age for the Jedi, that there's, that there's peace and calm in the galaxy. And they refer to the Jedi of this time, which I thought was this was a neat quote, as Jedi Knights of the Round Table. So kind of, you know, kind of like a, it. Kind of like a King Arthur, you yeah. know, Lancelot type vibe. Uh, they also describe, which which I like, and it's just, you know, kind of goes with Star Wars in general. They also describe some of it, because it won't all be about Jedi, but some of it is kind of a Western slash Texas Ranger. In fact, they described one Jedi as kind of like a Texas Ranger. Wonderful, get us a, a roundhouse kick from, from the Jedi. <laughs> and in this, they say the Nile are the new villains, and they are described as space Vikings. And they say that things will happen that allow for the heroes to begin to rise, even though they've been in a time of peace. And they said as they were you know, working on this project, they asked the question, what scares the Jedi? So I guess in Project Luminous, we will see what scares the Jedi. And when I first saw this, because you can find it on Star Wars' Twitter, or not, well, yeah, you can find it there too. But if you just go to YouTube and go to the Star Wars YouTube channel, you can find they did like a very nice, like four minute and something second video about this. And at first I was a little disappointed because they had pumped this up so much just because it's basically this phase one that they're calling it is pretty much just books. And so I felt a little bit let down, but then as soon as, cause I think I just thought it would be more, but then when I really went back and listened, like I, I got excited about it because it is phase one. And I think what they're doing is world, just pretty much just kind of world building. Cause I don't think it will just stop with books. I don't think they're going through all this trouble just for it to be books. Like, I think they're literally world building, and eventually there will be either movies or Disney Plus TV shows that spin out of this era. Yeah, Uh, and not that books aren't great, but... Yes, well, no, I'm going to get it. Some of the Star Wars books, um, we we need to get an Audible advertisement thing here, but, but Star Wars, yeah, I listen to most of the books. I can tell you which ones I really like. So, I mean, I'm excited. Like, I, as soon as they're available for pre-order on Audible, I'll be buying these books because some of them look really interesting. But I just, you know, they, they'd hyped up Project Luminous right. so much. But then I got excited because I do think the books sound interesting, so I'll definitely get them and check them out. 
But more than that, you get what I'm saying? I don't think they're, they've invested all this thought oh, and yeah. time to build this world to not do movies. Yeah. Um, because I think the rumor is, is the guys from Game of Thrones, this is kind of the time era they were working on. But of okay. course they left and are signed with Netflix. But... Right, Which may be yeah. good because people didn't like, I guess, the last season of Game of Thrones. No, they did not. I didn't watch it, but I mean, I know there was a petition to even like redo it. So. I, I did. I probably shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> so, but but anyways, I think there'll be movies. But for those of you, you know, Star Wars fans, the one that the author that I was most excited about to see that she is writing is Claudia Gray, because and she's writing for this. It's a it's a teen book called Into the Dark. And before you think, oh, teen book, that you know, that's not good. Her fate, my favorite Star Wars book of this current canon, the Disney canon, is Claudia Gray's teen book called Lost Stars. Like that is most people like in their top five. Like if you if you have Audible, get Audible. And if you haven't listened to Lost Stars, that's one of those books. Natalie, do you ever have these books where you wish you could like? get like just enough amnesia to wipe away the book from your memory yes, just absolutely. to just to re-experience it and claudia gray's lost stars is that for me like such an awesome book um in that book it's about two cross star lovers and one it, it, the book runs parallel with the original trilogy which is fun and, you know, the, the girl works, she's an imperial, and the guy is a rebel. So it's just, it's a really, really good love story. Guys like it too, though. I, one of my male friends, he listened to it in like two days, which that's what I did. Like, you just kill this book because it's so good. You might need to check it out. It, she, you really should. Like, it's, it's a great book. And so when I saw she, because she's also done uh, two books on Leia, Bloodlines, which is awesome. That's probably my second favorite Star Wars book or one of them. That's incredible. And then uh, Princess Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which I really enjoyed, which that goes back to when she's about 16 years old, I think. And then she also recently did Master and Apprentice with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. And I have to say, I was a little disappointed that book because all of her books thus far have been like A-plus after A-plus. So that one was still good. I just, I really like those characters. I, it wasn't quite the home run I thought it was going to be with Claudia Gray, but, you know, we can't all hit home runs every single time up the bat. Right. But she's batting pretty good. So she's got, like I said, her book's Into the Dark, and I will definitely check that out because she, this woman, like, they need to let her write some movies, and there's people that are calling for that or scripts because, like, she literally took... And I mean, Bloodline's great too, Natalie. Like she took a character in Leia who I've loved my whole life and she made her so much even more lovable and rich and just like gave so much to that character. Like she's just an incredible writer. So easy to read, smooth writer, awesome. So she's one of the authors and there's a few more that are known in the Star Wars world that will be writing books. And, um, you know, I don't know if you saw any of the art for it, Natalie, Kind of last thing I'll kind of say on it is in some of the artwork, there is a hot pink lightsaber. And I'm here for the hot pink lightsaber. Gosh, that's me too. That's pretty cool. And there's some pretty cool ones for the guys too. Like they have like black on the outside. Like there's some there's some really neat lightsabers in some of these pictures. I want a purple one. Yeah. You want to be like Mace Windu? Yeah, purple. I like purple too. I that's why I asked that on Twitter and I got a lot of responses about what color lightsaber would you pick. And I said... 
I, you know, if I had if, if I had to pick two, it would be blue and purple. But I really would like one of every color because then you could just go with whatever you're in the mood for that day. Yeah, absolutely. But yes. But anything, Natalie, you want to say about any of this Project Luminous? Uh, you know, oh, clearly Yoda should be in it because it's yeah. 200 years before the prequels. Will he not have a cane? Will he be, you know, maybe about six-year-old Yoda at this point? Yeah, I was going to say about how young would that put him. (laughs) He's still going to be old, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's really interesting to see where this goes. Yes, like, I I just like that, you know, that's one thing that Marvel's done so good, or the comics do in general, comics world-built. That's what comics do. There's all these different characters. I just think... You know, they're just saying, oh, it's just books, but they've also just called this phase one. So I think phase two will have more than books in it. And I just think it's a neat time period to explore with all the Jedi. And let's just say, I think there's probably going to be some Sith out there that no one knows about that probably begin to immerse. Well, and like we said, books are great, but when you have that much material already, like why not put you know, a visual to it, like with movies or shows, I think, you know, that'd be great. Yeah, because they could even take some of this material, like like comics do, and adapt it. Yes. Like, oh gosh, if well, it'd be hard to do because Leia's in it and stuff, but like Lost Stars, if they were to a movie of Lost Stars, I mean, that's just awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I think it's great. And I will say this too, I do highly recommend for you all out there to try on Audible to me, you know, Star Wars is it Star Wars without the music. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes Audible so awesome is they have the music, different Star Wars music playing throughout the entire book, basically, at times. So, and, and I, you know, I think this is because your mind's having to work as far as imagination. There is nothing. I love movies. Movies are hard to beat. But there is nothing that truly immerses you in the environment and, and like, experience like a book if it's good. Oh, definitely. I mean, there are some things I prefer reading a book over watching a movie. Like you said, it's like you have to use your imagination. And it's like, have you ever been reading a book? And especially if it's from a first person, like that person narrating it. And you stop reading it and you have to tell yourself, like, oh, I'm not that character. Because you get so, you're able to get so in their head, sort of. Yes. So that's yeah. kind of the, the neat thing about books. That's it, you know, it, it's like it's like more immersive than VR almost because you're yeah, just so definitely. because you're world building in your own brain. Like you're yes. literally creating this world in your brain as you're either reading or listening on Audible. So I, I'm excited, excited to see some pink lightsaber in action, some cool new lightsabers. Hopefully, some Jedi maybe force abilities we haven't really seen. That would be cool. But I just think they're they're building towards something that will really pay off down the road. So I'm excited about that. But that's Me Project too. Luminous. And uh, so what do you guys think? You know, reach out to me. Are you guys excited about Project Luminous? Um, have you guys read the books? Do you guys like Claudia Gray? Uh, what's your favorite Star Wars book? I will say another one of my favorites that's not Claudia Gray. Because Claudia Gray is like, she's got like my top three. But... Um, Another one of my favorite that's incredible, I highly recommend, would be Dark Disciple, which is based off of two Clone War. Uh, if you like the Clone Wars, it's based off, based off two characters from that. Incredible. Killed that book. Enjoyed every second of it. So that's another great one. But yes, let us know what you think about Project Luminous. Love to hear from you. But I'm excited. I think Natalie's excited. I am. And Natalie needs to go listen to Lost Stars. Yeah, I and, do. And see how great Claudia Gray is. But now we will move into... The Mandalorian Season 2 kind of, you know, 
kind of give you what we think, things we've heard that so far, what we know. And we know that season two uh, will it will premiere on Disney Plus in October 2020, which of course last year it, it came out on November 12th, when this, which is when Disney Plus launched. So we get it a little bit sooner than we less than a year than when it first aired. So that's, I just want to say I love that timing. Yeah, like, they were like on top of this. They are totally on top of this because they literally at least Gina Car or Gina Carano. She she uh, posted on Instagram just like two days ago. That's a wrap on season two. So Gosh. either they, she's just finished or they're fully finished uh, filming. And I think they are finished, actually. I kind of think so, too. That was yeah. the impression I had. So they are on top of it. Because if they've already finished season two, you know, even with this this the virus, the, the, the virus that's gone around, I think, you know, that won't, it won't delay them from filming season three and then being able to go... Right. Um, And I'm just going to say, sprinkled throughout this, you know, we told you guys to reach out to us and let us know what you think. And Sherry from Los Angeles, massive shout out. She, it it really like touched my heart how much time you took to write in, you know, so much detail and so much helpful things too that you said. Um, So shout out to her because her thoughts are sprinkled throughout some of these too. Yes, Sherry, I just want to tell you you're awesome and we appreciate you. Yes, we really appreciate you, Sherry. Yes, yes, blessing. uh, Yeah, hope everything works out with the new job and everything. But yes, you're awesome. So, you know, too, as we, you know, said, they've just uh, finished filming season two. And Juan Carlos Esposito was somewhere and he did an interview. And he had some very interesting things to say in this interview. And one of the things is he said that Baby Yoda is very intrigued with the Darksaber. You know, he has the Darksaber at the end. So which leads your mind to wonder, why is Baby Yoda with the Darksaber? Right. Like, does he have Baby Yoda? You know, what's going on for him, for Baby Yoda to be around the Darksaber? Well, and I think he says, I'm trying to think how to say his name. Juan Carlos Esposito? Yes. Um, I think he did confirm or say that they are together at some point in season two. Yes. Well, that's definitely how he leads you to believe it. And that's what, you know, it's kind of, we'll kind of go in and out of facts and speculation here. So will, you know... Will he get his hands on Baby Yoda? Because it sounds like he does for Baby Yoda to be around the Darksaber. And if so, will they will they leave us on a giant cliffhanger with season two of him having Baby Yoda and us having to go like nine months of wondering how Mando's going to get Baby Yoda back? Like, that'd be miserable. And that always stinks. Well, it may be awesome when season three rolls around. If that is the, the route they take, it, it just stinks to have to wait that long on a cliffhanger. Yes. But it's interesting. Uh, you know, the way he, he was so... He did a good job. I mean, Disney needs to thank him. He did a good job, if you watch that interview, of just intriguing the audience with yes, what's coming did. next. Because you you are like... Okay, you know, you just want to know, like, in what context is Baby Yoda around the Darksaber? And he also said, which is very interesting, which then leads to a whole nother level of speculation. He said, um, he said that there's going to be some great lightsaber fights in this, or a great lightsaber battle. How did he work? Some he worked yeah, it one like the more, way, two more ways. More lightsaber action. Yes. 
which then begs the question, because unless it's just kind of like the end of Rogue One where Vader's just, you know, mowing people down with the Force and his lightsaber that don't have a lightsaber, you know, this asks kind of asks the question, like, who is he fighting then? You know, who is there someone else there who has a lightsaber to fight him? And because that's kind of how it sounds. Yes, it does. It doesn't sound like he's just taking out people with his dark saber. It sounds like there's. Are we going to have some Jedi's pop up? That's what thing. And considering how close Dave Filoni, of course, uh, uh, Dave, uh, yeah, John Favreau, of course, is the actual creator, but Dave Filoni works so close together with him on this show. And we all know that Dave Filoni, you know, has created, worked extremely close with George Lucas on Clone Wars and created Rebels. So, I mean, if you want to talk about a moment that would make me get out of my chair even at 530 in the morning faster than all the Mandalorians coming to save him and Baby Yoda, it would be if we got, and Natalie, you've not watched it, so you know, I think you know who she is, but you've not watched Clone Wars or Rebels. But if we somehow got live action Ahsoka to show up on the show, like who's who's Dave Filoni's creation. And I know she's one of your favorites. And is beloved by Star Wars fans in general. And she was a voice at the end of um, The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, one of her lines is when when they you know, she's he says you're not alone, she's like, uh, it's always been there, you know, but yeah. but she speaks to her a couple times. But yes, Ahsoka is beloved by Star Wars fans. And we know from the way Rebels ended that Ahsoka is alive. And Ahsoka, you know, would be around, I think maybe around 40, around 40-ish when this, when the Mandalorian is taking place. And so I think, you know, I think Dave Filoni's looking for reasons to get his favorite character that he created into something. So she would be tough because she is an alien species. And... Ashley Eckstein's voice is just so connected to this character at this point. Unless you use her, it's it's tough. So I don't know. She's a challenge. But I also have another Dave Filoni creation that I think could be another possibility. Ahsoka, I'm not... Just being honest, Ahsoka would make me lose it more than anyone. I love Ahsoka, and it would just be so cool to see her appear. Plus, you know, going back to Clone War... Well, the next character I'm going to mention has some connection to the Darksaber too. But Ahsoka, I think, has been around the Darksaber probably through, if I remember right. But anyway, she would definitely know what it is. But the second one that I think, which is yet again another Dave Filoni creation, would be Ezra from Rebels, which we also know that Ezra is alive at the end of Rebels. And, you know, what if Ahsoka has found Ezra? Because, of course, of course, Ezra at the end of Rebels goes off into the unknown regions, gets set out there, which I think the Mandalorian's kind of on the outs- you know, the outskirts of the galaxy anyways. But I, I think there's a solid chance. I think Ezra would be easier to create on live action because he's just kind of a, you know, a young guy with kind of bluish black hair. So that's kind of easy yeah. to create more than an alien. But I think that would be interesting because Dave Filoni, he did this. He did it in season one. He likes putting his little Rebels and Clone Wars references in this. I mean, the, the whole Darksaber thing comes from Clone Wars and, you know, and ultimately Rebel. I mean, eventually Rebels, but, you know, came from Clone Wars to begin with. So I think Ezra, Ahsoka, Ezra's a possibility. 
But what if somehow they got Sebastian Stan to be Luke? I mean, or D.H. Mark Gosh, Hamill yeah. for an episode. That I don't would know. That would be awesome. Like, I had seen a picture. I, did, I had never really thought about it myself, but when I saw a picture of young Mark Hamill next to Sebastian Stan and in this, in this one picture, at least, I was like, my it's gosh. It's freakish. I, I never realized how much they look alike. Like, Wikipedia, I think, like, jokingly calls him Mark Hamill's son. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've heard uh, Mark Hamill's, like, joked about it or something. It's yeah. like, he realizes he looks so much like him. Yeah. And what do you guys think about that? Like, because I, because so many people wanted to see what happened after, you know, Return of the Jedi with Luke, which I totally get. Like, it'd been awesome if in the 90s, Mark Hamill and Lucas would have done a movie together, like just his adventures or something. But, you know, since I don't think D.A.G. Mark Hamill for a full series is really an option. Like, if he was going to do his own full series. But so would you guys be down with Sebastian Stan, who's an incredible actor, who looks a freakish amount like Mark Hamill? Would you guys be fine with recasting him? We'll ask you this. You can reach out. Would you be fine with recasting Luke Skywalker with Sebastian Stan, who is in the Disney family? Um, you know, to play him in that era after Return of the Jedi. So you know, let us know. I actually be cool with it because yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be cool with it because I like Sebastian Stan a lot. He looks so much like him, and I just think that would. I mean, talk about being awesome. That you could just do so much with Luke after Return of the Jedi. That would just be. I mean, people would eat that up. So I would be down for it. I'd be pumped. That would get me out of my chair at five thirty in the morning. I, you know, and I think that's something that could potentially please. All kinds of fans. Yes, and the Mandalorian has done good at pleasing all kinds of fans. So yes. I think they'll. I think whoever he's, they're fighting. I think it's going to be someone because I think Filoni or Favreau have already hinted that there's going to be some characters coming from Clone Wars and Rebels, possibly. So I think it's going to be one of those three. You guys, let us know who do you think is going to be fighting uh, Moff Gideon. Uh, yeah, yeah, Moff Gideon with the dark saber. Who who's going to be opposing him? So you guys let us know that. Um, you know, who do you think? You got any guesses? You don't really know, do you? <laughs> I don't. I'm just excited to see. Yes, it'll be exciting. I will say this. What do you think about this, Natalie? I have a feeling because the dark saber originated with the Mandalorians. Um, you know, it was a Mandalorian's lightsaber. I think it was supposed to be with them. It was with them in, in Clone Wars and, well, Darth Maul had it for a brief moment. And though with in Rebels, it was with the Mandalorians. I have a feeling, this is my prediction, one of my predictions. Just as Mando got in the very last episode of season one, he got the jetpack. Yes. I'm predicting he's going to end up with the Darksaber. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because in, in Mandalorian lore, like they didn't... Like, some of the ones that had it last weren't Jedi, but they just could wield the Darksaber. Well, like, uh, what is, I forget, what is the bad guy's name on the ship? Yeah, Moth Gideon. Yeah, he's I not, mean, he's he's not, not a, a, Jedi. a Sith or Jedi. He's not a Force user. And, you know, it sounds like he was somebody, kind of a bad guy, and he was kind of fascinated by Jedi, would you call them artifacts? Yeah, or? Jedi. Yeah, I think he was. Yes, I think they said that. Yeah, or that's what... And the other thing, you know, interesting thing that I heard that I thought could be potentially interesting is if, you know, could there be a possible redemption story for his character? Um, I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. You know, either... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Yeah. Yeah, like either in this time period they're in, either he doesn't make it or... 
maybe he'll turn good and end up helping Baby Yoda somewhere down the line. And Star Wars does love, um, you know, redemption stories, and as do I. So As much as I love redemption stories, I think Juan Carlos Esposito is so good at being evil. He is. That, that is I, true. That I just kind of want him just to be bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, just take it all the way, man. Because I kind of feel like the three main human characters being Amando, uh, Cardoon, and uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. I I want to call him Grief Cargo. Grief Cargo. Yeah. And I think they're they're kind of have their own redemption story in a way. True. Because you know. We know that Grief Karga is a disgraced magistrate, is what he says at the end of that. And Kara, you know, we don't really know the full backstory there, but she is, you know, said basically that... She's kind of an outcast. She's an outcast. Like the rebels even, even though she was with them, would, I mean, the... Or the New Republic would, I guess, maybe imprison her or something. I don't know. So I think they kind of have a redemption story. So I don't know if I need Juan Carlos Esposito to be redeemed. I mean, if it's done right, I'll be cool with it. But yeah. but he's just so good at being evil. It's, I mean, I've never seen him play a nice character, so no, I haven't either. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what goes on there. Um, as far as that, oh, oh, and Sherry, in in what she sent me, she she said that that Carl Weathers said that we will learn more about his the backstory of his character. That'll which, be good. Yes, that'll be Hopefully we learn more about Cardoon, too. Surely we will. Yeah, I'd like to. And, you know, I'd say this, out of things, this isn't more, is it really a prediction? It's just more what I want to see. I And we've said this before, I want to see more of, of Car, you know, Cardoon and Grief Karga with Mando. Like, yes. I want the gang together. Because yes. Star Wars is just such about, like, gangs, trios. Like, it really is. Friendship. Friendship. And it's just like, I want to see more of them together. And and that's the great thing about TV. You get to un- kind of unwind or unpill like an onion. You get to peel back yes. each layer each season. So hopefully this season we get more, you know, we kind of got ba- uh, background information on Mando in season one. But we don't really know anything about any of the others. Right. Oh, and I told you, I'm going to shout out Sherry a lot. Again, we appreciate you for what you sent. She said, which I actually hadn't heard this, but she sent me, you know, an article that was talking about how they hinted that we would learn more about Baby Yoda's origins. And she kind of, you know, yeah. hint at, you know, that George Lucas, of course, was seen on set. We've got that picture of yes. him holding the baby. That cute picture of him looking like a proud father, grandfather. <laughs> so their speculation was he brought on so they could kind of discuss, like, how much of Yoda's species are they allowed to bring up and talk about? Because it's always been kept under wraps from George Lucas. Right. And I would, I would very much like to know more about baby Yoda's origin and, like, who are his parents and what's the deal with that? Why was he left on his own? Yes. Or taken. Yeah, a lot of times in Star true. Wars, they're taken, you know, sometimes. Because he is highly sought after, clearly. He, he is. I mean, they. everyone wants... He's highly sought after, both on the show and for all of us. We all want our hands on Baby Yoda merch <laughs> and Baby Yoda. But they also hinted... Well, they didn't hint. They didn't deny. So take that for whatever that's worth. They did not deny that he could possibly be related in some way to Yoda. Well, it makes sense. It does make sense. 
Um, it makes sense for him not to be either. You yeah. know, he could just be that species. I mean, at this point, he's so popular, he doesn't need that connection, but... Yeah, it's not going to bother me either way, but I no. mean, you could see it going either way. Yes. Yeah, he could be the descendant of the Yoda. <laughs> yes. At which point, he truly is Baby Yoda. <laughs> the OG. Yes. So, we'll see. I think that's all interesting, and, you know... Everyone has talked about knowing Baby Yoda's name. So in season two, will we all learn Baby Yoda's name? But at this point, it kind of feels like that's just going to be a letdown because it's like, or we, is Mando going to name him? It's just kind of like we just want to call him Baby Yoda. That's what you know? he is. I mean, he's just he's Baby Yoda. He's just baby forever. Yeah, like that's what we're all going to call him, no matter what name you give him. What if he has like, you know, he's like Carl or Bob or? Yeah, I mean, what if Mando <laughs> picks out a terrible name? <laughs> Well, I'm not saying those names are terrible. I'm just saying common. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying what if his name's just like a common name and we've, you know, right. we've, you know, made him out to be, you know, it's so mysterious and that it's just like something we all know. Right. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what he is. And we'll, you know, I'm interested to learn more about Baby Yoda. Anything you want to say on that? Yeah, me too. Interested to know more. And we know that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, uh, and Carl Weathers have all been linked to uh, to direct. So some of those are coming back. And I think there's a few more that, I've, that I didn't name that are coming back. Um, so we'll see. I think it will be, you know, all those people did excellent work. They so did. I think it's going to be great. And something, again, that Sherry brought up, shout out again, <laughs> You know, she asked the question, which is a great question. Will we see more of Pedro Pascal's face? Yeah. You know, now that his face has been revealed to the audience, like, will we see more of that in season two? Which, like we uh, discussed when we were talking about that episode where we do see his face, and I think Sherry brought this up also, and kind of like I said in my, when we were talking about it originally, uh, they did him no favors <laughs> in that scene. Yeah. So I think it would be nice to see him not, not quite not. so sweaty and matted. And at least, like I said, they kept it realistic. So, I mean, that was good. But he, he's a better looking guy than what you see in that scene. Yes. So I, uh, Sherry thinks that... We'll see his face at least once, and I'd say that's I'd say that's a safe assumption. I think we'll definitely see his face at least once, um, surely. I mean, yeah. I think at this point, you know, I don't know. I I don't. Do you want to say? Do you want to go on a number where we see it more than once? I'd like to see it more than once. Yeah, I mean, if, I, if he's just alone with Baby Yoda, who's Baby Yoda going to tell? Just take I, off your mask. I, I quite honestly, I don't know how he resists uh, in their private moments not taking his helmet helmet off to kiss Baby Yoda. I know, seriously. I would have to kiss that little head. Someone's got to kiss his head and touch his ears. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, she also brought up a good point that she thinks that, you know, they could end up on Tatooine again, which I think, I think, yeah, that's a great point. I think they will definitely go back to Tatooine. You know, they were in Tatooine on episode five, which then you could bring back the mechanic that we both liked. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I think they'll go back to, t- to Tatooine because remember, episode five ends with the cliffhanger and we ask, who do you think that is that's walking towards that assassin? Yes. And I think there's a very good chance it's Bubba Fett. So, which that would make everyone go crazy yet again. Especially our nephew. Yes, Luke would go <laughs> wild over Bubba. So I think, uh, I definitely think that that's true. And I think I think the person that we saw at the end of five, the episode five, they're going to bring that back into play. And yeah, I, I think it's, I think season two is going to be, I mean, 
It's going to be lit. Can they outdo <laughs> can they outdo season 1? I think so. I think so. I think we can grow. I think I think it can be awesome. I think especially upping the ante with the lightsaber or dark saber and if they bring in a Jedi, I just think there's there's ways to make everyone oh, yeah. go crazy. Definitely. So final predictions for me. Well, final predictions for now. I'll probably have more closer to time. But my predictions right now are that I agree with Sherry. We will see his face at least once. Uh, I would not be shocked at all, like her, if Boba Fett is in it. But I I think it's either Ahsoka, Ezra. I probably Ahsoka or Ezra. Luke, I don't know if they'll bring Luke in because you'd have to probably get Sebastian Stan. So I think it's Ahsoka or Ezra probably is going to show up with the lightsaber fight. And my, my bold prediction, I guess is I think Mando, by the end of season two, is going to have the Darksaber is going to be his. So any predictions you have, Natalie? Well, I agree with what you said. And also, I guess one that just another point is, you know, it it wouldn't surprise me if season two does end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe like Empire Strikes Back, where it is a little darker. Yes. And it's a little sad because Baby Yoda's not with them. So. And then come in, you know, lightsabers blazing or, you know, season three. Yeah. Yeah. They would definitely get him back. Here's the bottom line Baby Yoda is not going anywhere. Don't worry. Baby Yoda is what we call a cash cow. So Baby Yoda. He can't can't go anywhere. (laughs) No. Disney is not letting him go anywhere. We need him. Disney needs him. It's a win-win for everybody. Yes. And their relationship's the heartbeat of the show. It is. So you cannot remove Baby Yoda from Mando permanently in any way. So if Baby Yoda and Mando, here's another prediction. If they actually part ways, it will be in the final moments of the series finale, not a season finale, when yes. the show is totally over, and then maybe Baby Yoda goes to train as a Jedi. I don't know, right? But, but he's—they're not parting ways permanently until then. That's my bet. Well, I certainly wouldn't want them to. Well, and like somebody said or pointed out, you know, because of the like the age process being different, it's like Mando, you know, would very well be very old and. You know, Baby oh. Yoda will still be pretty young. Well, that course, goes so. to eventually. We'll t- we'll do a whole another episode on this. Some another point. I'll, we'll talk about things that I want to see, would love to see in the future with Star Wars. I'm call. Listen, I want right now, not right now. Maybe in about eight to ten years, we need to see because you know Star Wars fans like original trilogy. They're upset that they didn't get to see those years with Luke. Yes. So why repeat that mistake? They need to give it that to us with Ray. Yes. So I think in about 10 years, pick up with Rey having begun to establish a new Jedi Order. And at that point, who needs to be with her but young adult at that time, Baby Yoda. That would (laughs) be awesome. Needs to be a part of that. So I think Baby Yoda, yes, needs to become a Jedi and he needs to, you know, hook up. When I mean hook up, I mean get together as far as to be Jedi together with Rey. She didn't mean romantically involved. No. Yeah, (laughs) no. So... (laughs) I don't know. I've heard Ray's got a thing for short guys. <laughs> for tiny little green guys. <laughs> so that's what I want. But very briefly here, because I, I said I would do this on Twitter, so I want to do it quickly. So I may talk about it again later. But I wanted to give, just as kind of we close, which is a change in subject, but whatever. It's still Star Wars related, which is what I said we were talking about. I want to give... There's a hashtag on Twitter called, you know, make Solo 2 happen or, you know, Solo 2. I really would enjoy seeing Solo 2. I would, I would as well. 
And I will have to say that when I walked out of the theater the first time with Solo 2, I saw it twice in theaters, um, I was a little, I felt like something was missing. Like I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I liked it. But it wasn't like, oh, that was incredible. But I did really enjoy it and like it. But this is what I was going to say. I had the feeling, you know, I've talked about if you listen to any of our DC ones, I absolutely love Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bell. I think I think they're incredible. It's an incredible trilogy. Here's what I was going to say about that. The first one, Batman Begins, is my least favorite in the trilogy. Like, I think it's the weakest. And, but... After Batman Begins, they left it with such an incredible end scene with him getting the Joker's calling call that you were so excited for the next one. And to me, Solo, and and that to me, it got so much, the second one was so much better. What I'm saying is, what I feel, you know, I just think Solo had some issues as far as we know the directors and behind the scenes. I think if they get a Solo 2, I think they can build upon it. Because here's what I was going to say. The beginning of Solo is very dark. And by dark, I mean, literally the light yeah. is dark. Right. <laughs> and, um, but by the end of it, I truly liked where they had taken you. Like yeah. wh- what they build towards. Like I actually like, and I feel like at the end of it, you're like, okay, I want to see more now. Yeah. So I think, I think I said that about the Dark Knight trilogy to say, just as I thought Batman Begins was a great start and it created something that led. it could be a lot better. Yes. I think Solo 2, they, they, by the end of it, they try, they truly had got their footing, I guess you could say. And I feel like the Solo 2 could be like awesome if they did it right. Yeah. Because with Solo 2, think about it. They could go back to Tatooine. You could meet Jabba the Hutt. And see yeah. his first his first encounters with Jabba the Hutt, um, Bubba Fett. You could put right. him in there. Um, there's just and then it, you've got to put Lando in there at some point. And then you have the Darth Maul and uh, you know his ex girlfriend situation there with Red Dawn. There's just I think so much to do. But do you get what I'm saying? I, I'll let you talk too. I just feel like Solo. Like I said, by the end of Solo, I feel like wow, they've really got something here, and I want to see more now. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the movie? I enjoyed Woody Harrelson in it. Yeah. And what's her name in real life? The girl that was in Game of Thrones. I forgot her name. Because because we're recording this, and I'm on the spot. I forget her name now. Gosh. And see, like I sometimes when I know the stuff, I just it's it's when you're on the spot. You guys yeah, understand. Right. Um, but yes, uh, anything else you're going to say? Well, I wonder if she would pick back up in it, if she would be in a second one. Well, I don't see her being that busy. Right. <laughs> um, Amelia Clark. Clark. Amelia Clark, yeah. Because yeah. she did well in that, like in keeping you guessing. and She, you was, know. she was a well-fleshed-out character, in my she opinion. Was. Uh, she was. Were. You were. There's a lot of, I think, I like you say, I talk about an onion peeling it back. There's a lot there. A lot of layers to that onion. And I still didn't feel like... She was well, bad. No, yeah, I still didn't no. have a feeling she was totally bad. I I agree. I feel like she was a woman who that's kind of her character throughout the movie who got stuck. Yeah, and she feels stuck, just like in survival mode. Yes, constantly. I she's, have to do this to survive. And I feel like she genuinely at the end was glad that he he like you're on your own. Yeah, like I feel like she genuinely wants the best for Han Solo. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I think there's a lot there with her character. Like, that's one that you could use the word could be redeemed. Because I think, you know, I just, I don't think she's truly a bad person. I think she's someone that uh, situation got her into something she's so deep into she doesn't know how to get out of. Right. 
So I, I think, yeah, I, I think she would come back. I mean, yeah. If Disney can get Harrison Ford to come back twice, they can get her to come back. <laughs> so, so I feel like we're going to see there's a lot of, like, Game of Thrones actors and actresses in, like, the new Star Wars are being cast in the new Star Wars. They're getting cast in everything. But yeah. I, I think, too, because Star Wars has, uh, the movies have filmed in, at Pinewood Studios in London. And Game of Thrones was filmed, in, I believe, in Europe. Yeah. So I think well, a lot of them are British. Right. So I think that's why, you know, they live over there and they just get cast. Yeah. Because people do like them. But I'd like to see that. Uh, anything else you think of, you know, as, as we're talking about Solo 2? Why would you want to see Solo 2? Well, I enjoyed the first one. And like you said, I would like to see kind of where they could, what they built with that, kind of take it on to the next one. And we could get more action and more. Um, and that was a very, you know, once again, I use this phrase a lot but it was like you know an adventure movie also it was it was and fun. just kind of to continue that adventure well and i think too i think in the first one and you would have loved to see if ron howard would have directed this from start to finish and yeah. there had it been the problems and having to come in and redo things so i just would like them to get a fresh start with someone that they can trust to you know start and finish with but um and the, the guy playing Han Solo does a good job. It's like he does. Nobody's yeah. going to be Harrison Ford, and you no. have to kind of like wrap your mind around that. That it's it's not going to be him because I mean, there's only one Harrison Ford, and he is Han Solo. Yeah, <laughs> but but the guy does a good job, and um, yeah, it just like I feel like who doesn't love the character if you're a Star Wars fan of Han Solo? So it's like why not explore it a little more? Yeah, I, and I think you know because of its box office, it was you know so far under what Star Wars movies do. But I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I could get into those. But I I think if, you know, done well and advertised well and put out in December, don't put it out in May, on Memorial Day weekend, which is historically terrible for movies. Don't do that, Star Wars. (laughs) If they do that, I think it could do well. Because it actually, a lot of people just didn't go see it. I mean, it still made like over $360 million, but the budget had gone so huge because of all the reshoots, it was not good for that. But um, the, I definitely, there's a lot of people that, that found it on Hulu, uh, not Hulu, on Netflix and really liked it, who didn't see it in theaters. So it's kind of like, you know, I think Solo 2, to compare it, I've never actually watched John Wick, but people talk about it all the time. And I know John Wick has picked up an audience uh you know, each time. Like, there's three of them now, and each movie has made more money than the last because it keeps growing an audience. And I think Solo would grow an, has grown an audience since it came out, honestly. And so many people want it and are excited for it. So, But the main thing, like I said, and, and the first one, it just kind of hits the main things, like how did he become Han Solo? Yeah. You know, the the Kessel Run, how do you meet Chewie? It hits all these main things. Now I feel like all that, that it's almost like introduction information's out of the way and we can just have like a fun from start to finish, throw you right into it story. And it's another one potentially uh, Star Wars story that I think people could get into because as we know, people have passionate feelings about the, uh, the sequels. Yeah. Or, uh, about the most recent Star Wars movies. But I know there are some people that did not like those movies that did enjoy the Han Solo movie. Yeah, really liked the Solo movie. And, and tons of people who, like me, who love the sequel trilogy, who really, you know, who did like the Solo. A ton, yes. uh, so both. So I, I just would really like to see Solo 2 happen. 
uh, or I think it's hashtag make solo to happen. I don't know. It's on Twitter. It trends, it trends a lot. People really are into it. But I really would love to see that happen because I think that they, I think by the end of Solo, they truly have built and established something that now I want to see what happens next. And I think it's just an interesting world and there's a lot of story to be told there. So I hope one way or the other we get, you know, Solo 2. Me too. Yes. But anyways, are any, any thoughts before we close out, Natalie? No, I'm just happy you all are joining us and, uh, Keep sending us your theories. And, yes. and once, one more big thank you to Sherry. You are awesome. Yes, you are awesome. We appreciate you very much. Thank you for listening, and thank you for sending us you know, very helpful information and sharing your thoughts and what you think. We appreciate you very much. So best of luck in your, you know, your new job situation. So that is it for this episode of Force of Light Entertainment. We appreciate you joining the conversation. And don't forget to look for new episodes every Monday and Thursday morning. And also, don't forget to subscribe. So that way, they're just there, loaded in your you know, your, li- your podcast library. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I am Michelle34Smith on each one. We also have a Force of Light Entertainment Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page. Natalie, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Natalie R. Grace and on Instagram as NatLovesBella07. And you can also email us at forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. Yeah, so let us know what are your predictions for The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, are you excited about Project Luminous? What books do you like? And do you want to see Solo 2 happen? So let us know. Uh, But we appreciate you all. And again, join the conversation. And next time, let's talk some more movies. Until next time, see ya. And may the force be with you. Yes, may the force be with you. (laughs) Goodbye. Always. (laughs) Always. Bye, guys.